Welcome to the Solo Women Travel Tribe podcast, where life coach and solo travel expert, Zena, teaches you how to feel confident, empowered, and prepared to take on any solo travel experience. Here is your host, who is not afraid to say it like it is, Zena Jones. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. So before we dive in, I wanted to share a couple of funny little random stories with you. So if you don't like listening to these, skip a couple of minutes ahead. Otherwise, I was going to share uh, two things. One is this has been my first week back at the gym since I had COVID for a second time. So COVID round two was more like a cold for me personally, but it kicked my ass energy wise. So I didn't have a lot of energy. So I had over, a, I had a month, a full month off my gym, which I absolutely love going to. And so today I am really feeling it. And if you have ever done like a lot of squats and lunges, you'll know what I mean when I say sitting on the toilet is a problem. <laughs> And walking up and down the stairs is like torture. So (laughs) that's where I'm at right now. Um, And the other thing I was going to tell you, funny story. My partner was on Zoom earlier today and he had a meeting with a bunch of his work colleagues. And he was doing this at, like he has his office sometimes set up from the dining room table downstairs. And we have the cat flap right behind this table. Anyway, he's on this meeting and they're doing this round table thing and it's his time, his turn to talk and share his points. And as he starts talking, one of the cats, his name is Rocky, Rocky comes in the cat flap, proceeds to announce his arrival with continuous loud meows, (laughs) right by the speaker, of course, and then jumps up on the desk, which is the dining room table, right? And proceeded to walk right in front of the camera. So all everyone can see is his fluffy tail like his fluffy butt and tail were in front of the camera and they couldn't see my partner anymore and he's like scrambling trying to get the cat out of the way and everyone thought it was hilarious so he was so embarrassed (laughs) he was kind of horrified it was so funny so anyway I just wanted to share that with you all because it kind of made my day (laughs) okay all right today we are talking about energetic bo this is something I love to talk about So I'm very excited to be sharing it with you all. So needy energy, and when I say needy energy, like I need it, I need it, I need it, right? Needy, creepy, desperate energy is generally what I call it and how I recognize it in myself. When you go into that needy, creepy, desperate place, like I need it, right? You think of like, um, I think of Lord of the Rings and is it Gollum trying to get that ring? I've only like seen it once and I know I'm from New Zealand and I'm a Kiwi and I should know it really well, whatever, but... (laughs) You know when Gollum's trying to get the ring and he like gets all creepy and gross about it? That energy. Yes, needy energy is like B.O., my friends. And in saying that, needy energy is going to repel the very thing you want. And I'm going to demonstrate that with a few powerful stories today. So I want you to think about like, have you ever been in the grocery store on a hot summer's day and you've walked past someone And they stink of body odor. Like, ugh. You're like, oh my gosh. Somebody, like, that person needs some deodorant. Like, oh no, did they forget to have a shower? Like, oh, oh dear. Like, you walk past them and it's like, ugh, yuck. That is gross. It's smelly. (laughs) And you're repelled by that, right? You don't want to stand next to them. 
if you were, you know, if you were in like a, a checkout line with them, you'd probably try and inch away to get away from the smell so that you weren't breathing it in, right? Because it's not very nice. So that's what I mean when I say needy energy is like B.O. People don't want to be around that because it's smelly. <laughs> so if you were to imagine that you were acting like you need a boyfriend when you went on a date. So you're going on a date with this guy for the first time or girl or person, right? You're going on this date and you're imagining, right, that you need them. Like, hey, like, I really need you in my life. I need you to take care of me. I need you to be my partner. I need you to make me happy. I need you to like me. What can I do so that you like me and you want to be with me? Like, imagine that kind of needy, creepy, desperate energy on a date where you're like really desperate. Like, oh, and my biological clock's ticking, so I really need to find someone. Like, ugh. Right? That kind of creepy energy on date one? <laughs> no thanks. There's probably not going to be a second date. It is very off-putting. So I want you to think about how this relates to other things in our life. So let's start with money. Are you being needy, creepy, and desperate with money? Do you need money so that you can feel better? Do you need more of it? Do you need it to take care of you and provide for you? Like think about how you show up in your relationship with money. How you think about it, how you feel about it, how you act towards it, how you spend it. Or if you hoard it, do you hoard it? <laughs> Some people do that, right? Now, I see this with y'all. <laughs> and I see it with all of you because I know it so well. And when I say that, I have been, and spoiler alert, sometimes I still am, a person who gets into that energetic BO. So... I often see this showing up in relationships with people and relationships with things. Okay, so it comes up a lot in our relationship with money and other goals that often have money or numbers tied into them. Okay, so let me give you some examples from my own life. I feel like I've got like a catalog of stories and examples that we can always go to. <laughs> so. When I worked way back in corporate travel, which was like 10 plus years ago now, I was thinking about that the other day. Whew. So when I worked in this one particular place, I think it was Blackstone, which is, I believe, an investment banking company, but I worked in their corporate travel division and I worked with three other women. So there was a team of four of us and I really, really wanted them to like me. Because I was living in London at the time. I didn't have many friends. I really wanted friends to like do things with and like go out to drinks with and travel with and all of that. So I tried really hard to get them to like me. I felt like I really needed more friends and they were like this tight team and I was like the odd one out coming in and I really desperately wanted to fit in. Like, and needless to say, I was a little creepy and desperate. <laughs> Like I remember like trying so hard to like be a part of their conversations and saying things so that I thought that they would like me and then I tried to like dress like they would and then I tried to like go to the bars and like get my hair done like they would and that's just not who I am. 
right? They like to stay up late and go out partying and have drinks. And I'm not into that scene, but I tried really hard to be that scene and be that person because I wanted so desperately for them to like me, right? Now, needless to say, outside of the work functions that we had, we never socialized as friends, nor are we in touch to this day. And those women probably have no idea who I really am because I was so busy trying to be somebody else, trying to be who I thought I needed to be. I use air quotes, right? Needed to be for them to like me. And it's no wonder they didn't like me because they didn't even know who I was. They never got to know me because I was so busy trying to be someone else who I thought that they wanted me to be, which of course, no, they wanted me to be me, of course, right? And no doubt... Like they didn't like the energy that I was giving off. I would have smelled bad, right? When somebody's like, you know, I was trying to people please them, right? That was one of the things I was doing. But when you think about it, like when somebody's trying to always please you and say the right thing and do the right thing and be who, and you can kind of tell that they're just trying to like chameleon, like fit in, right? And be who they think they're supposed to be in that setting, right? Like it's hard to trust that person and it's really hard to get to know them and know who they are. And that's who I was being. Okay. Um, Another example I'll give you. When I started my business, so I have my coaching business now, which is also wrapped into the Solo Women Travel Tribe. So when I started my business, I fell into thinking I needed clients for it to be successful. And I showed up online basically begging people to hire me and telling them all the reasons why they, air quotes, should. (laughs) It was not pretty, my friends, right? And needless to say, it was crickets for a little while. I made no money, no money in my business for a period of months at a time, okay? And that's all because of the energy that I was in thinking, oh, I need them. I need people to, you know, come and work with me and I need them to sign on and I need them to like pay for my services and I need them to sign up for this, right? I was basically begging them, telling them why they should constantly. And it was not pretty. In fact, it was probably quite smelly. And if you were to go back and I thought about doing this, but I couldn't, I I found it too hard to go back and scroll that far back on Facebook. (laughs) But if you were to go back and look at some of my posts from around that time, you know, it would probably be very, very obvious the energy I was in. Because sometimes, you know, if you read somebody's post on social media or um, an email or something like that, you can just tell, like those words don't match up with the energy in that. Right. Or that person's trying to get something from me. That person wants something from me. Right. They're trying to sell me something. Right. That kind of an energy. That's what I was putting off. And that's what other people were receiving. So let's talk about what is attractive. Okay. When we say that needy energy is, you know, like BO, what is attractive? Calmness. Certainty, sufficiency, and confidence. When we think about those, I think about like the best perfume you've ever smelled. So if you're in, say, a grocery store again, and you walk past someone who smells amazing, 
sometimes you want to like go up and tap them on the shoulder and say, excuse me, what perfume are you wearing? That is amazing. Like that smells delicious. Please tell me. That is the kind of energy that we want to be in. So what creates that kind of energy? It is really simple, my friend. Believing we have everything we need. When I know that I already have everything I need, I'm calm. I'm certain. I'm coming from sufficiency. I'm confident. So let me show you. Back when I was dating, I knew damn well that I was a great catch. I also knew that I didn't need a partner for my life to be better. Okay. I just knew that having a partner was going to be different. It wasn't going to be better. Okay. I already had a great life. I loved and continue to love my life. I traveled all over the globe. I ran my own business. You know, I was going away on weekends with friends. I was doing all sorts of things that I loved. And that's exactly what it's like now. Right. But back then, that was all of what I was focused on. Like, I'm not searching for someone to make my life better. I'm just searching for someone to share it with. And if I don't find anyone, that's okay. But I'm going to go out and have a look. Right. I already had everything I needed. I wasn't looking for my air quotes again, other half. Fucking hate it when people say that. Like, Sorry, I'm going to go on a rant. But when people say their other half, they're basically saying that they're not already whole and complete. They need someone else to come along and make them whole and complete. No. (laughs) No, my friends, right? I don't need my other half. I don't need someone else to complete me. I am already whole and complete. And the same goes for every single one of you. You are already whole and complete and amazing, right? You're just looking for someone else to share that with, not to complete you, to make you whole, no, to share in the good times and the bad times with, that's all. So I showed up from that energy, right? And I met someone who matched that energy in a matter of months, right? When people say, wow, it happened so quick for you, I'm like, yeah, yes and no. Like it took me years to get into that energy, But as soon as I was decided that I was going to show up and start, you know, dating and actively putting myself out there and looking for somebody, I was already operating from that place. I was certain within myself. I was confident. I was sufficient. I didn't need anyone. And I had a lot to bring to the table. And that is how I met someone so, quote unquote, quickly, right? So think about when you meet somebody new and they're confident, right? When you walk into a room or rather if you're sitting in a room, this is the image I've got in my brain, right? If you're sitting in a room and somebody walks in by themselves and they just look really confident in who they are and you can just tell that about them, like that energy is attractive. You're like, I wonder who that is. Do I know them? Like, who is that person? That is a confident, attractive energy. So I was sharing with you before about how when I started my business, I fell into that, like really thinking I needed clients, like like I've actually got my fist like clenched right now, like grasping onto them, clenching onto them, right? Like I needed them 
in order for my business to be successful. And I showed up online creepy and desperate, right? And it wasn't until I got back to the place of showing myself and really seeing how I already had everything I needed, that was when the shift happened. So I had to go back to the basics and look at, okay, hang on a minute. I have the necessities. I have food, I have water, I have shelter. And I actually have so much more than that. Like I always have everything I need. I always have food. I always have water. I always have shelter. I also have love. I have support. I have, you know, for me at the time, it was like, well, I actually have a huge online community and I have a podcast. Not that you need these things, my friend. But like I was able to look at like, not only do I have the basic necessities, I also have money in my bank account. And my brain is trying to forget that, right? Like I have money. I'm okay. I have support. I have options. I have not only what I need, but so much more. I'm okay. Because sometimes what happens is like our brain gets into this primal place of like, I'm not safe unless I get that thing. And we need to remind ourselves, no, we're okay. We're safe. We do have everything we need. Now let's calm ourselves down, calm our nervous systems down, remind ourselves of that, and then let's work towards making it happen. But not from the desperate place, from the I'm sufficient, I have everything I need, and I'm going to go get that too. Right? Such a shift in energy. So when I was able to shift that energy in my business, in the literal sense of the words, everything changed. Right? I got to that place and that was when I started making consistent 5 to 10k months, right? I started building and growing my business with consistency. So when we think that we need to achieve our goals or get what we want so that we can finally be happy, whole and complete, that's when we're operating from that lack-based, fear-based, needy, creepy, desperate energy okay and when we're focused on what we do have and actively making our brain see all of the ways in which we do have everything we already need and so much more that is abundance that is that confident certain attractive energy and the best place to operate from okay So my friends, if you aren't creating, attracting, making, or doing the thing you want, this is just a great opportunity for you to check back in with your energy and make a few tweaks. Okay. And if this episode has really resonated with you and hit you, I feel like I want to encourage you to listen to it again because I've dropped a lot of gems in there and sometimes it's worth taking notes. (laughs) I do that sometimes. I'll listen to a podcast and I'm like, damn, that was good. I'll go back through with a pen and a paper. Because generally I'm listening while I'm out, you know, going for a walk or driving in the car, that kind of thing. Okay, so I want to offer that little reminder for you too. And lastly, if you want to come hang out with me, come hang out on Instagram, xena.jones.coach, my website, xenajones.com. And if you are interested in exploring coaching and working with me, I would love to see you on a consult call. That is where all of the magic happens and we can discuss options to move forward if we are a great fit to work together.
All right. Huge love, my friend. Take care out there. Have a magical, beautiful week. I'll see you soon. Hey, I want to personally invite you to sign up for a free consultation call where we take everything you have learned here on the podcast and we apply it to your life. This is the work that will change everything. Sign up at xenajones.com slash consult and I'll see you there.